TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Inside the Champion's Mind featuring Dr. Lawrence Tam and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to Inside the Champion's Mind, a show dedicated to helping you overcome mediocrity in the pursuit of being world-class in anything that you do. I'm Lawrence Tam, co-founder of The Wellness Couch, and as always, my champion mindset co-host, Marcus Pierce. The great Lawrence Tam. I've been listening to The Wellness Guys for the last eight weeks, and I haven't heard your voice. And I'm telling you now, having two Inside the Champion's Mind with you since you've uh, come back from Europe is very exciting. Well, it's, uh, it's, it's been great, actually, uh, on the last episode. Uh, it's the first time I've been on there for a while it's a you know had a great replacement of marcus pierce on the wall so cool. i was lucky to get an invite for three episodes yeah, I, uh, yeah i so, think damo came to me going do you want to co-host the wellness guys with me and i was like oh no bretto no lt it'll be like 100 not out except for a little bit longer we had a ball <laughs> well damo has actually uh decided to uh we just did an interview with lola barry and uh, he decided to uh, take over my position so i've lost my position i have to win it back as the host of the show it so is uh, a we'll see how we'll see how it goes over the next few weeks <laughs> it's a very competitive environment hey lt it is that time of year i don't know about you but i'm beginning to just reflect on the year that you know it has been 2014 we've still got a, a little chunk of it to go and well, what many people would call a stressful chunk but i had a look at some of the highlights of 2014 and I came up with a really common theme. Do you know what it might be? Oh, what is it? That you took action? Well, I, I took action. I definitely made some big decisions, committed to them, and really and really stuck through and came through with the goods. But I looked back on some of my big victories, and so I'll just share some of my big victories. I'm happy to share my big losses, but these insights came from my big victories. And one was, well, it was really last year, and that was selling Pure Wisdom back in Victoria, that was 2013, but that helped us in 2014 to move to Byron Bay and we had a massive wellness summit this year and I set up a new business, the Exceptional Life Blueprint and what I realized at the core of every single one of those victories was a collaboration, was getting help from others, was finding others in my personal professional life that really wanted to help or it wasn't a chore, they were actually touched to help or it was part of their vision to work towards the same thing. And so I thought it would be a really great topic, again, leading into the conclusion of 2014 and moving into the next year, just to discuss the power of collaboration, the power of the great Tony Robbins one-liner, it's not about me, it's about we, the power of a team, and also on the flip side, to discuss some of the weaknesses when we decide to go it alone. You know, what's interesting, you've had a, a pretty massive year, some big changes, and it's definitely infectious. And um, maybe that's what it is. Every time you go on Inside Champions Mind, it creates uh, people to sell their business and move to New <laughs> South Wales. <laughs> okay, so a couple of key things that I want to I highlight. Um, that's pretty funny. The, yes. the two co-hosts of Inside the Champions Mind. <laughs> yeah. Anybody who joins this podcast uh, is... You're uh, listening. You- you'll be living in New South Wales in the next 18 months. That's right. You also sell your business. Um, Um, uh, So I think one of the key things that you you highlight, you've obviously you've created an opportunity. I was just um, just spent some time actually talking to uh, one of my clients, and you know we talked about capacities and the capacity of being able to, you know, he saw us. We wanted to have a capacity of serving more people, and when we looked at you know the capacity of where he's at now to what he wants to see, he can only grow five more percent. Like that's it. 
just because of the limitation of time and limitation of the hours and uh, the, the the type of technique and and the the way he he utilizes his um his um his click and i said to you go well the only way to change this is either to lower your standards like lower your goal or to modify the rules right which the rules are the capacity uh, sorry the, the opportunities and the, and the space and you know you just you just done that like with your life when you think about it you basically removed yourself away from pure wisdom which is your practice to allow you to have the opportunity to have no ties to allow you to move to byron bay same thing with me right when i sold my practice recently that allowed me the opportunity to have actually the thought process of going hey wait a second maybe this is a perfect time for me to move to sydney because i don't have that obligation to tie down anywhere anymore you know, and so I think first of all, I think one of the key things is having created an opportunity. I think the second thing is what you mentioned that you know, for you to create that exceptional blueprint. As my dog barks in the background, so I do apologize because he he's you know, cheering on. And we both like, now that we've sold our businesses have a home office. That's right, we're we're from yeah. home. Uh, so one of the uh, the things that is what you said is about collaboration of people. And let me ask you this, Marcus. How old are you, if you don't mind me disclosing, to 33. online? 33. And the reason I'm asking, asking Marcus is that, you know, I remember when I was 33. <laughs> so I'm going back a few years now. Just a um, couple. Just I, one or two? Actually, a lot more than that. <laughs> a lot more than that. You know, I might look that way, but uh, no. But you don't look 33. Yet, let's be honest. You still look about 21. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. The gray hairs are starting to show. So, you know, what's really interesting, and I learned a lot from, you know, the original co-host of Inside Champions Mind with Jess Spencer. One of the episodes that we did was the, the decade theory. And the decade theory is that every decade we kind of change and we evolve and we have different goals and different missions. And one of the interesting things is that I learned from a guy named Dan Sullivan as well is that, you know, in our 20s, we have this not mentality, but sort of almost a characteristic of the of what what he calls the rugged individualism. And rugged individualism is sort of that in your twenties, and I'm sure you remember this. That you just <laughs> I'm put thinking of my life. I was so the rugged individual. Yeah, I don't just... even know where you're going with this, but I was ruggedly individual. <laughs> well, rugged individualism it means is that you basically you're on your own. It's like you can do everything. You can freaking take on the world all by yeah. yourself. Like, you don't need any help from anybody. I can and do You don't this want any help from anybody. Exactly. You think everyone else is nowhere near as good as you or getting it done as you. Exactly. So, therefore, you just go, freaking hell, I just take, I'll take, I'll take on anybody. And and so you have this drive. And not everybody has this, obviously. But any, if you're listening to this podcast, I believe that you do. And so you would have this drive that, you know what, no matter what, no matter what, whatever it takes, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be able to do whatever it takes, right? And you don't need any help. You don't need any help from your parents. You don't need help from anybody. And you're just going to go and smash it through right? Now, what's interesting though, is when you hit your 30s, right? This is why I asked the question about your age, is that when yeah. you hit your 30s, what, what's common is that you start to realize that you can't do it all on your own. And it's a big shift. And yeah. it happened to me when I was, you know, when I went from, I was around 32, when I started to realize that, man, you know what, I've been working way too hard. <laughs> you know, I think because you put your head down, like when you're, you know, when you're a rugged individual, you just work hard, you work mm. and you grind through and you can do it. You can definitely do it. You had the energy at the time yeah. and you don't have family, you don't have kids, you know, you can definitely grind through it. But the thing is when you get a certain point and you start to, you start to realize, man, I'm going to have to do this all by myself for the next 40 years. This is hard work. And yeah. you start to realize that it's probably better leverage if you actually recruit the help of others. So good. And this is the thing I think that people would be, I mean, I'm listening to you right now out there going, have you like known me since I was 21? Because you are spot on. I think 
for the last two or three years, I've only really begun to let my guard down where I didn't have to own my independence as like a badge of honor. And again, like you say, for most people either co-hosting this podcast or listening to this podcast, they would have gone through that path. They might still be on it. Um, I met a couple of people on the Sunshine Coast on the weekend who are in their 20s and they love Inside the Champion's Mind. And so they might be listening right now. Shout out to you, Simo, who served me a wonderful smoothie at the uh, market on Sunday. For people in their 20s right now listening to this, it's a really big call out to because if that rugged individualism is there, I think what I'm sensing from you though, LT, is that you're not saying that in your 20s, you necessarily have to get rid of it because it's almost just a, it's a phase of life and learning and you, sometimes you have to go through it yeah, you're to learn it. Right. You can't just say stop it because we're 33 or 39 and go, right, let's tell everyone in their 20s to get rid of rugged individualism. I just gave away your age, by the way. Yeah. Um, but um, but you're saying this is a it's a path to go through but not everyone, I'm probably fast-forwarding a bit here, but are you going to say that not everyone actually gets out of rugged individualism, they could go through their whole life thinking they're the only ones that can do it because I know people in their 50s and 60s that are still ruggedly individual. Yeah, I think I think so. And it's, it's about recognizing that the, the age that you're in. And, and, I mean, obviously, this is not like a proven sign. There's no evidence based on this, but it's just more of what our people have observed. And I think it, it holds true. It holds true in my life, and I know it holds true in your life. And I think it will resonate with a lot of people. And you're absolutely right. I'm not saying that for anybody to kind of go give up the regular division and go towards a team. You don't need a team. You, you kind of have to sometimes learn how to do things for yourself. So a pure example is in my business, you know, I, I edited a lot of videos and, you know, did a lot of videos myself, bought all the lightings and, you know, do editing and, you know, created and put it up on YouTube and all that stuff. So I did all of that myself, you know, whether it be, you know, doing some websites and actually designing websites and actually doing all that. I did all that myself. And you just did that for yourself too as well, right, Marcus? Yeah. You know, yeah, your it's business. the most least fun part, but exactly, part people don't people don't realize how much work it is to to run a business or start a business to run programs, and they think, oh yeah, you don't only see the results, but then they go, they don't actually see the amount of work, the preparations, the the time to to kind of create key points and all that stuff. They, no one ever sees that. They don't need to ever see the presentation. They only see the show. You know, if I do an hour presentation, they go, oh, that was a great presentation. You know how many hours I actually work to get a one-hour presentation <laughs> together? You know, just on the slides alone probably take me, you know, days. Yeah. You know, because, you know, I think a lot. I, I think of it as like my art, my masterpiece. And But so we all have to go through those phases where we need to learn the basics. Now, do I edit my own videos now? No. Do I upload them to YouTube? No. Do I have to design my own websites? No. I have people do that for me now because I recognize that I shouldn't be wasting my time. And I heard this great thing yesterday. It was from another podcast, and uh, my friend named James, James Jenkins. He talked about this one thing. He oh, goes, who, James who? James uh, Shremko. Shremko. He's uh, out in Sydney, and he he's, he he was actually in within a podcast of another podcast. And and so what he talked about was that he had he used to work for Mercedes Benz or BMW or something, and earn a you know great income, and then he started his online business at nighttime. You know, and one of the key things he said, you know, he used to code and do all that stuff. And then one day he recognized he read the book by Richard Branson. I think it was The Virgin Way, or you know, um, or you know, losing your virginity or whatever. And yep. and he he start he decided one day he put a yellow sticky right and a yellow sticky uh, the three M sticky note post note and put it on his computer and goes would Richard Branson do this right put it on his computer so every time he was doing something he goes would Richard Branson be doing this would Richard Branson be editing this video. If the answer is no, he needed to outsource it. I thought that was a fantastic way to kind of go, wow, that's brilliant. 
you know, to kind it's of look at your life. Isn't it? Yeah, to kind of go like, you know, what am I doing? If I want to be, you know, truly successful, am I? Is this actually serving me a good purpose? Now, does that mean that you don't have to go through that? You know, that you, you know, your age of twenty years old and then actually learn how to be, you know, have that toughness. I'm not saying that you do or you don't. I can't be the judge of that because there's so many people, there's so many different circumstances. But I do think that in your twenties, this is just my belief. In the twenties, you have all the capabilities and the drive and the energy to be able to put your head down and do the work. Yeah. I think so anyways. And looking back at my life, I I don't have that same, even though people probably see me that I do a lot more now than I did in my 20s. That's true, but I can't apply the same drive. I mean, I probably can, but I don't have as much time as I did when I was in my 20s. That's probably the better way of putting it. Right? Or don't have as many commitments. Yeah, I mean, there's obligations of family, being a father and a husband and, and all that stuff. Where, you know, I remember when I first came to Australia 12 years ago, I was 27 years old. I remember, like, there was colleagues of mine that they came to Australia to work as a chiropractor. They wanted to travel. And and that that was their primary goal. It was, wasn't about earning money or, you know, being a successful practice, practitioner. Or it was just to travel. Australia, which is fine. That was your primary goal. And I remember listening to one of my mentors, James. He said to me, he goes, you know, there's those people who actually just want to come here and travel or there's an opportunity for you to put your head down and work and earn the money so that you can actually go travel. The yeah. choice is up to you. And I thought that really shifted my mindset within the first few weeks of arriving in Australia. And I go, you know what? That is so true. I have no money <laughs> right now. And <laughs> traveling may be a priority, but... It's probably not my my number one priority at the moment. <clears throat> and I think it's important to figure out to go work my butt off and create the career that I need to create for myself to allow me to travel whenever I want, which is what I'm kind of doing now. So as you're saying as you're saying this, I'm I'm asking myself, what do you think it is when we're in the when we're in rugged individualism? What do you think it is that's holding us back considering that a lot of people never move past rugged individualism what do you think it is that holds us back from i suppose transcending that identity and moving into a more collaborative way of viewing the world uh ego and scarcity so Bang. one i think with ego is that we all have an ego to an extent whether we not acknowledge it or not but what happens with ego is that do you think that you know no one can do it as good as i can and that's probably true to some extent that's exactly what I wrote down. All right, you begin to realize others are just as, if not more, capable. Whereas in your yeah, in rugged individualism, you see the opposite. Yeah, others are not as capable, and there's no one else more capable than you to do the work. And there's, I believe, there's only like probably one percent of you, or each one of you listening, or even within myself, that I probably do better than ninety nine percent of the world. The one mm. percent of something with, that I do that is better than ninety nine percent of the world. Now, I'm not saying that as, you know, boost my ego, but I think all of you have that. Yeah. The challenge, no, on. The challenge is to find that 1% and only do that 1%. Yeah. Well, it's like speaking as a, as, a, as a rule. Speaking, you know, a speaker who, let's say a speaker that gets two or three speaking gigs a week is speaking on stage for three hours out of 168 hours. Mm. They've still got another 165 hours of their week which may be spent doing things or being things that are quite common to everyone else. Mm-hmm. And so, like, for example, like editing videos, for example, like, I don't know, I was, I was pretty good at it. I was getting pretty, you know, you, you know, getting pretty good at using Final Cut Pro and, and I can do it. I can, I, you know, I can still do it if I wanted to. But trust me, there are 
hundreds and probably millions of people that are better than I am to doing it. And it's probably better use of my time to do what I do best rather than spending that hours and hours and days and weeks editing a video. (laughs) And for anybody who's ever done editing video, they would know, understand the pain. Oh, don't talk to me about it right now. I've just finished the exceptional life blueprint, 15 (laughs) modules, I think 19 videos. Um, I'm just like, and they're all like one hour long videos. And I'm just like, oh man. So, you know, know, going back to the second thing, so ego is one. I think a big part is ego is not, is not thinking that someone else can't do a better job. And trust me, someone's going to be a better bookkeeper than you. Someone's going to be a, you know, better chef than you or manage your life better than you or whatever. And you know what? They love doing it. You know, I know as scary as as that sounds for some people, like some people actually love doing bookkeeping and accounting. They actually love it. That's right. We have to honor that. Yeah. Yeah. We have to honor their genius. And if we don't do that, we're actually, you know, dishonoring their capability as part of the work. And so the second thing was scarcity. The scarcity mindset is that, you know, if I, if I share my ideas with other people, uh, if I give this away to other people, then, you know, then it's not going to be unique to me anymore, or they're going to steal my ideas. And so that scarcity mentality keeps the person being rugged individualism for that fact of not wanting to uh, collaborate with other people. And mm. I see that a lot. You know, I see that a lot within my own profession, you know, within chiropractic. Oh, I don't want to share my ideas with other people. I just came back from Bali and I just got together, you know, with you know, about 30 clients of mine. We just spent th- uh, two, three days spending some time together planning for 2015. Like just literally spending two days of our lot, three days of our lives to really just plan out exactly what to do. And what I'm office. His home office. <laughs> Apologize. And so one of the key things is that what happened there in that moment was wasn't just the time that we were actually spending in the room, but it was the time in the pool. Like there was one point, I mean I posted some pictures. I think I posted up on the Inside Champion my Facebook if you go check it out. It's like I posted some pictures of, of or even on my personal site. Like of us like sitting in a in a round circle, like in the pool, in the sun, chatting. And we were chatting about ideas and how to make this profession better how to create ideas for our practice to you know share and and to collaborate we came up with nine strong six figure ideas right and yeah, no, as a competition and we shared it amongst each other so that we can actually learn from it and we not only just shared it but we actually helped each other even make it better right in a pool in, in bali a, in a pool in bali and so <laughs> the key thing is about you know your idea is probably awesome but what if you shared it with someone else who made it that much better? And then the third person comes in and go, oh, but if you like that idea, what about taking it to this level? See, what happens then is that through what we call our mastermind is that you create a synergy of ideas that just accentuates. Like we had one idea, like honestly, it was actually about two or three ideas that were given by three separate people or three separate groups of people that now I can totally see working together is going to be huge for us in 2015 as yeah. a group, like massive, massive impact. And that's the power of coming together in collaboration is about rather than being scarce, scarcity mindset, it's about being an abundant mindset. And how can I help each other? Like think about these podcasts. Like I mean, podcast has been massive in the last two years, but th- none of us get paid for it. 
Seriously, we should, I mean, we're talking top authors. Like I've been listening to, you know, um, you know, guys like Tim Ferriss, for example, um, you know, a broad, variety of different, you know, James Altucher, like guys have... You were like, talking about it with um, Cindy O'Meara recently on The Wellness Guys. I heard that interview which she was saying, Lawrence, we have done 100 episodes of Up for a Chat. That's 100 hours of free education. Yeah, and you know the wellness guys is similar. You've got, you've done nearly two hundred episodes of half an hour uh, that are absolutely free, and yeah, you're spot on. And and, and just we because not because we are in scarcity mode, like oh my god, we can't share our best ideas. No, it's about just being an abundant mindset to kind of go, hey, I think this information needs to be shared. This information needs to be out there, and it will be returned in rewards in multiple ways. One of the things for us is like, you know, us talking to you guys and and just having a chat, you know, with each other, it's actually kind of creates ideas for us, you know, that we can utilize into into various programs and things. And, you know, obviously I believe that that's abundant mindset is what's going to create a better world and collaboration of ideas. I know that, you know, I get messages all the time and I really thank you for it, for telling me. I mean, I had a message, a uh, Facebook message. And I, I'm sorry, I'm not online at all. Well, I can't really check right now. I can't do two things at the same time. Someone who just said to me, like, you know, thank you for Inside Champions Mind, one of my favorite shows. And she mentioned to me, and this is not, she's mentioned to me this before. <laughs> a couple of people have done this before and it kind of scares me, the influence that I actually have on people. Because they said, you know, last year I quit my job and went to study this. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> When did I say quit your job and do this? It's amazing, like you know, just from this one talk, and you know, you did at the wellness summit. You know, you, you know, after that, I, I just took it upon myself. I quit my job and go study. You know, whatever she went to study, and I just thought, oh man, like awesome. But I'm like, yeah. oh my god, what I say, actually, people are actually taking action on. So which is cool, which is great to see. But the, the responsibility is like, oh my, I gotta be careful what I say. <laughs> <laughs> be very careful, LT. I don't know what you, what else you could say that's going to offend. You're the most unoffensive bloke I've ever met, LT. So. I don't know. I don't think you got anything to be concerned about, pal. Yeah, well, I don't think you got anything to be worried about. No, it's it's amazing what influence half an hour every fortnight is having on the on the world out there. And as I said, just I was up on uh, the sunny coast on the weekend. There are a lot of inside the champion minders up on the sunny coast. Hey, well, welcome um, aboard to the show, and thank you for listening. Yeah, it's great. It's great just being you know stopped at the market and going, you Marcus. Do you host Inside the Champions Mind? I'm like, I, yes, I do. And she's like, I love Inside the Champions Mind. Like you say, I've Get done this, I've done that. I think it's, un, you know, that's, just, that's what I mean. It's this community that we have that absolutely, they're just so inspired. And so I just want to write down a couple of things, LT, on the, the emotional impact of going it alone versus collaborating. Yeah. Okay. I just was writing this down as you were talking. If mm. you're going it alone, and I'm just again reflecting on my rugged individual days, it's more likely that you can feel lonely, you mm. can feel frustrated, you can feel a sense of emotional suppression because, again, you hold resentment towards people, but you don't necessarily always express that because you're well mannered. You feel stubborn or you might feel angry. And then I wrote down the opposite of those emotions and connected that to collaborating. Instead of loneliness, we can feel connected because we're obviously connecting with others. Instead of frustrated, we can feel more fulfilled in our lives or in our work or in our relationships. And if we're collaborating, instead of feeling suppression, we're feeling expression. We're able to explain our feelings, our ideas. You're, you're able to have those pull in barley moments. Instead of stubborn, we feel more ease. And instead of anger, we feel more joy. And so this is why I say more as an invitation to people, whether you're, you know, if you're feeling that urge to cross over to the other side, consider just the emotional impact and the social impact that collaborating can have on your own personal or professional life. 
you know, the, the key thing is 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 what you just mentioned was the collaboration just changes not just the the outcome outcome the results, but also changes you as a person. And let's think of like you know, can you imagine? And I can't even imagine inside Champion's mind just doing it by myself. <laughs> It'll be boring <laughs> as hell. Honestly, You'll be able to get a few more words in, but yeah, I'm with you. I'll tell you, I couldn't do this by myself. You could. It's just hard. It's hard work. Like I mean, I've you know, I run a couple of podcasts now, and and it just it would be very boring to listen to just me chatting and talking yeah. to myself and I uh, had no feedback. And I think Marcus, you know, you, you know, I mentioned this many times that you, I think you'd bring the best in me. I love working with you on the podcast because the questions that you ask are insightful. And, and I think we have a good energy. I think that's why it works. And yeah. it's having that, that podcast works really well when there's a couple people on the show because the personalities come out and we're just having a conversation rather than just sort of me talking to a mic. I think that's really critical. The, the other thing too, as well, when it comes to collaboration as well, I think it's, is that it's got to be the, with the right people. And if you don't, you know, Good you, call. you know, you right. got to make sure that you, you, you be with people that are, are so strong minded, but not strong minded, like minded to, to where you want to be. Last thing you want to do is you want to hang around with people that that you don't want to even have dinner with, or don't even want to bring you know bring them for dinner you know with your family, because why would you want that energy? And so yeah. just because they can give you create you know great leverage, yeah, maybe sometimes it's, you know from a results point of view, but from a long term relationship, I think it's it's better to work with collaboration with people that you actually want to to work oh, with. Oh yeah, heart first, head second every time I'd say with collaboration because it always comes back to bite you and I know if I look at any any relationship that really hasn't worked in my own life, it's generally been because it's been head first rather than heart first and I think you're spot on LT and I'll just say when people are thinking about this, if you look at your year ahead, do you need to collaborate with different people even on a personal social level? Like is your friendship group or is your professional group not if – if they don't have similar or even greater expectations for themselves in their own life and you're the one that's the outlier, then I would say that's a pretty clear indication that, as LT is suggesting, choosing a collaborative team that supports your values and your ideals. Mm, for sure. And, you know, I learn, uh, learn from our mistakes. You know, I mean, I've, I've been with, you know, business partners that are just – you know, I know at the onset they weren't the right people. But years later on, it's like, man, I really should have just not made that call, you know, at the beginning. And, you know, it always comes out, you know, sometimes it bites you, but you learn from it and you move on. But I think it's it's important. We have all gone through that, you know, whether it be personal relationship, business relationships. It's about really just finding the right people that you want to work with in the long term and maybe trial them first. You know, maybe start off, start small rather than jumping into a big project with someone. I think it's important to kind of earn the trust. No different than you going into a relationship with anybody. It's about earning that trust first before you're just jumping in headfirst and, and diving into a, a deep relationship without actually realizing what the consequences of, of what that relationship will bring. And so, I, I don't know. Let's let's. You have something to say, sorry, Marcus. Yeah. No, I was just going to say. Just I was talking about writing down the emotional connections but what I would say just to wrap up this episode is just to look at even if it's one thing because when I look at when I look at 2014 like the biggest achievement for me this year on a personal level has been moving to Byron Bay and on a professional level has been launching the exceptional life blueprint so I would I'm very big on and I know you are too LT is just to make make your goals small but great you know I used to have like 20 different goals for a year and I'm now more about just have one, two, three. I have four max. I have a I have a, a big four 
But if I get one of them, like it's thrilled because they're four very important milestones. But what I would generally recommend, if, if this is really pushing the buttons of your soul whilst you're listening to this, think of one fabulous thing that can occur in the next 12 months that requires some collaboration. You know that you need to get out of your comfort zone in order to collaborate with a different group of people and it might be a group of people that you, that you already are comfortable with but you're just not really collaborating with them. But come up with a goal that you know is going to requ- require the effort and it could be as simple as um, committing to exercising you know, three, four, five, six, seven days a week but you're going to collaborate with a friend. So rather than doing it at home in your living room, you're actually going to join a gym club or a yoga club or uh, Pilates or you know, a footy club or whatever it is but you're collaborating. So uh, I think that's really a great way just to look at one simple step but it's a really fabulous step in order to make you reflect and go, holy moly, the power of collaborating is so great that you almost become addicted. Like my awareness is so heightened these days where if I, I'm pretty acutely aware that if I'm being too independent or trying to do things too much by myself, I'll pull myself up quite quickly. And again, like you say, I'll tell you, maybe it's because I'm in my 30s and, and it works for me at this time of my life but I say I look at other people in their 40s or 50s or 60s who have maybe never made that shift and I've got to say once you begin to collaborate more, you begin to almost become positively addicted to doing it because you recognize you can have much more influence on yourself and much more influence on the world around you when you have a team first approach. Yeah, I think it's about creating legacy for yourself and I think if you really want to create legacy, you need support to create that to happen. I think there's a lot of people out there that are so amazing at what they do and they can get you, uh, if they fall in love with your mission, they will help you and they will want to, you know, guide you uh, through that. And I think one of the best ways to do is, is, is to, to search people that you actually want to work with, like I mentioned before. And, you know, by it's like the rule of 33, right? Remember, love um, your rule of 33. Go on, share really it. I can't really, it's not really my role. Yeah, but, uh, you learned um, I learned it from uh, Ty Lopez. I'm not even sure if it's his rule or he read that somewhere, but you know, the rule of 33 is about you know spending 33% of your time with people that you can mentor, 33% of the time with people like yourself, and 33% of the time with uh, people who are like 20 years older than you. You know, I think that's it's it's important, or you know, at least. So I hang around you and Demo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Our old old buggers. Um, uh. So uh, you know, one of the you know, if you want to hang out with us, like we are more than will love to actually have that opportunity. I mean, oh, we are I, actually going to be you going where I'm going. Yeah, go there. Yeah, well, we're actually doing a, a wellness breakthrough where you actually get to hang out with you know all you know, actually not all but majority of some top guys. Like I can't really wait to to hang out with you know we got Cindy O'Mara, Karen Smith, we got Joe Witten. We got Kim uh, Kim Morrison, my good friend Damon Kristoff, and Brett Hill, and you, Marcus, and myself. Yep. I think that's uh, yep. you know the I don't know seven, ten, eight, I don't, I don't, eight of us. Nine, yep. nine. Wow, it's crazy. So there's there's tons of people to be able to hang out, and we're doing this wellness breakthrough in uh, February. And so, February six to eight, just out of Melbourne in the Dandenong Ranges yeah. for three days, two nights. And you know what? That is a great. I'm so I'm so glad you mentioned that. So it wasn't on my radar until you mentioned it. But if you're looking at a great collaborative event, it's not like a wellness summit, which is you know, 15 hours of sit and listen. This is actually a get stuff done event, and this is you know, 60 minutes to two hours with each um, particular speaker learning how to cook from Joe Witten, Cindy O'Meara, or asking them your specific needs for your nutrition or balancing your family life with your food and your health or working with LT on your business or your mindset 
or working with Karen Smith on overcoming some adversities or whatever it is. It's, it's going to be a very individual but intense and thorough and, as we've said, collaborative event. So good on you for remembering to mention that. Well, I just think, you know, it's, it just goes hand in hand what we've just been talking about, right? If you don't have a peer group that can support you through some of the stuff, we're, we're here. We're, we're available and we want to be able to kind of serve you. And this is one of the reasons why we're doing it. I mean, you know, it's very rare that we get all of us together. It probably only happens every probably once every year, maybe, that we ever get together. And uh, this is an event that we all wanted to be part of. And um, we wanted to create a situ- situation where people can kind of have that space if they wanted to kind of join us. And yeah. I don't think there's going to be any other event that will have that many, little, so many like-minded individuals <laughs> no that you way. will be able to to kind of <laughs> tap into in a small scale. And, uh, you know, while some is completely different, you know, you, you really can't, you know, you can try to speak to us, but, you know, very short period of time. This, you're going to get three, three and a half days. And um, I think it's a, it's a great event and I'm looking forward to it. Thanks for your wisdom. And, oh, and I just better say, if you want more information on the breakthrough, go to thewellnesscouch.com and you'll see a link there to get all the details. Okay, excellent. Well, it's been awesome and we'll definitely uh, have another conversation about something completely different. I really want to thank you for those people who actually have been listening to this podcast and we'd love to... We would love to grow this, um, the audience. I think this is a, an awesome show, and I, and I have some thoughts about you know, taking this to a bigger audience, and we'd love for you to be part of that. You know, people who love the show want to share. I would love for you to share it with other people who you know, really feel that the show will impact, impact their lives and just introduce them to it. I'd love for, for this show to be have a bigger audience. And there's a couple ways you can do that. One, go to our Facebook page.com slash Inside Champions Mind. Leave a comment there. Make sure you like us there. Go to Wellness Couch and subscribe to us there. And also subscribe to us on iTunes. And leave a comment. And I think that also really helps too. And, and how what do you think of the show? And um, you know, then tell other people about it. So this has been Inside the Champions Mind, a show dedicating helping you overcome mediocrity in the pursuit of being world-class in anything that you do. I'm Lawrence Tam, and this is Marcus Pierce. See you on the next episode. Hi, it's Damien Christoph here. If you're loving the Wellness Couch podcast, then you'll absolutely love our special once-only free four-part webinar series starting Thursday, October 30. Join me and my Wellness Guys co-host plus Marcus Pierce from 100 Not Out and Inside the Champion's Mind as we dive deep into the hot topics of wellness over four consecutive weeks. Brett Hill will kick us off by showing you how to be fab and fit in five. I'll be presenting What the F and discussing the big bad F words when it comes to food. Lawrence Tam will leave you inspired with a magnificent mindset and MP will reveal his 10-step formula to mastering your life. These webinars are absolutely free and they go for an hour each and they take place every Thursday night from October 30 until November 20. To get access, you must sign up. So simply go to www.thewellnesscouch.com or check out The Wellness Couch on Facebook. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.